When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. And watch this Jamar Chase go to work. He's a router. I'm Rashad Breeland. Watch this double move right here. Bam, 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 bam. And ball's right there. Right there. Tiny. Beautiful stuff. <laughs> well, we got another one on Dalvin Cook, too. We'll play on Purple Daily. Brian Baldinger doesn't just like football. He loves football. <laughs> There's another one? Yeah, we're going to we save it. We're playing it for Purple Daily. Heat plug. Okay. We have All right, another you got to find us on Purple Daily yeah. if you want more Heat of that. Plug. Play that one more time. It's Brian Baldinger just breaking down Vikings film. Here. Man, watch this Jamar Chase go to work. He's a router. I'm Rashad Breeland. Watch this double move right here. Bam, 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 bam. And ball's right there. Right there. Tiny, beautiful stuff. It's funny, <laughs> and yet I love it. Like, I, I sat there and watched Baldy break down various plays from Sunday's games for a half hour yesterday. Dude, it's amazing. Because it's also really pretty good. <laughs> and, like, he'll show you interior line play. And he gets excited by it all. Bam, 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 I mean, let's be honest. Brian Baldinger doesn't just like football. He loves football. That's a hell of a double move we just saw right there, boys. That's what week one's all about. It's pretty good. This is Mackie and Judd, daily Minnesota sports entertainment. And a friend of ours, Jason Barrett from Barrett Sports Media, once said, probably said many times, people love when people talk about other people, it's always interesting to hear people talk about other people, right? And so uh, this morning, some some producers from the ESPN Radio Morning Show, which is now Keyshawn J. Will, friend of the show, J. Will, and Max, Max Kellerman just joined that yeah, show, friend a of the show too. a couple weeks ago. Max yeah, friend of the show. show. Yeah. yeah, maybe Key, maybe, maybe Key, key maybe, maybe Key one day. So uh, Declan has this clip. It's about a minute and a half long, but this is Keyshawn Johnson on Kirk Cousins and what the Vikings should have done a few years ago. I focused in on the Minnesota Vikings. I think when you look at every since the Minnesota miracle, they've kind of just been there, not there to a point where when you walk into that building, you are afraid of them. They haven't crossed it. Kirk Cousins gotten extensions. Uh, Mike Zimmer's gotten extensions. They've, transform the secondary multiple times now. It's that time for them to take the next step. Is Kirk Cousins the kind of quarterback that you were saying that you and I have talked about and we've talked about on this show, he doesn't have to be spectacular. He could just do the job, win a Super Bowl. See, that look tells me ah, about Kirk Cousins, right? He's Because I could have kept Case Keenum Mm -hmm. and been fine. I didn't have to pay. What's the difference? Little what, marginal what, difference. What's yeah. the difference? Yeah. What's the marginal difference? Uh, Kirk Cousins has a deeper track record of, of solid NFL quarterback play. Well, well, Case Keenum was headed on decent quarterback track record play. Yep. They removed him because they saw something, as you said yesterday, about a girl is prettier walking by, whatever you said. Yeah, yeah. The best catch ever is like the, the prettiest girl. The last one you saw is the best yeah, one. That, yeah. And that's her cousin sitting <laughs> It was like, Bob Gibson said ooh, that. her cousin looks great. We don't like Case Keenum anymore. It was like, well, wait a minute, man. You had a dime. You just traded in a dime for five. 
Okay. Interesting analogy. Wow, the, 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 the last part of that analogy, I don't know if I would call Case Keenum a dime. Maybe the 2017 version of him in that season. Um, but what are your guys' thoughts on the idea that the Vikings messed up three, three and a half years later by not just keeping Case Keenum? There's a ton to unpack there um, because I agree with the first part of what Keyshawn says. I disagree with the second part. Case Keenum was not going to be the long-term answer. He was not. We've seen years like he had, and they're pop-up years, and they're great fun to watch. And someday, Case Keenum can tell his grandkids about 2017, and it was the best year of his life. It, it was the senior year in high school for lots of folks. Unbelievable. And from there, life went downhill, unfortunately. So this notion that, well, they could have kept Case but where it gets really dicey now, and there's a lot to unpack, is this one. Kirk Cousins might have been the right choice for some teams, but he was not clearly now, in retrospect, the right choice for this coach. And the issue is Kirk Cousins needs to be – he can't be treated because you're paying him uh, um, huge money like you would treat Brady or Rodgers or that group. But that's how the Vikings and, and Zim in particular want to treat him. So I disagree completely with Keyshawn that, oh, just stick with Case. That would He would have come back and struggled wherever he played, and he ultimately did. I think he was with the Broncos in 2018. Mm-hmm. So I completely disagree that, oh, they should have just kept Case. And I understand the shot that they took on Cousins. And only in retrospect now can I say after seeing it play out. And may, maybe it was up to the Vikings to see this and they didn't. Perhaps people will give them a pass. But the reality was you couldn't have probably plugged Kirk Cousins into a worse system for, for from the human side. So not the play calling, the human side, as far as the coach and the attention paid to quarterback. So what, is, there a better, is there a cheaper, better quarterback the Vikings could have gone after? The answer is yes. I don't know who that is. And ultimately, it probably was Teddy who got hurt in, what, 2016. He might not have been ready for another couple of years, but no. But I'm saying, I'm saying, if he doesn't get hurt, that was what the Vikings sure. wanted. They they had a controllable quarterback who they absolutely loved, who was loved in the locker room, and the head coach. It, you know, he still remains the only quarterback I've seen that Mike loved, like thought was great. Um, but I am not on board with saying it's as simple as they 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 upgraded mildly and made a big mistake. They took a shot. And Kirk didn't work like you would have hoped. And in retrospect now, there's a lot to look back on and dissect. Uh, But the whole Keenum thing, I will never be on board with the whole, well, they should have just kept case and and things would have gone swimmingly. I think it would have been a disaster. Well, yeah, you're right. There is a lot to unpack here. Um, Let's start with the premise that the Vikings at the end of 2017, before getting smoked by the Eagles, even even after getting smoked by the Eagles, like the thought about the Vikings was this is a team with the best defense in the NFL, offensive weapons, Thielen, Diggs, you know, Dalvin Cook, like this was a ready-made Super Bowl contending team. And since then, they haven't been. They've been nowhere near Super Bowl contention in the three years, and now after a week one loss to the Bengals, I mean it's it's a long, winding road this season if you want to get to Super Bowl contention. And so his his general point of look where they were before they signed Kirk with Case and look where they are now. I agree with you. I think it's too much of a leap to say, well, now that we've had the last three and a half years to see this play out, in retrospect, you should have kept Case. Well, I think Case was a ticking time bomb as a starting quarterback. And, you know, sometimes a guy just has a pop-up season – it's a magical carpet ride, and he's not meant to be you know, two- or three-year-long starting quarterback. I don't think Case would have come back and been the same guy. I think he would have struggled with that spotlight on him and with defenses and coaches getting a second chance to, um, to prepare and scout him. But, but where I do agree with Keyshawn, because I think his, he didn't say this explicitly, but I think his other main point was, why would you lock in to a non-elite quarterback for that much guaranteed money when you can maintain your options? Thus, mm-hmm. the dating analogies, right? Why would mm-hmm. you get married 
when you can date and have your options open until you find the absolute right woman to marry. That's the analogy that he was trying to make. And Judd and I, for a few years, have talked about the different quarterback bins, the three main quarterback bins that you should probably be in if you're a franchise. And if you're not in, if, if you're in a fourth or a fifth bin somewhere, you've got problems. The first bin is the most ideal bin, which is you've got a legit bona fide star quarterback, a game changing guy that can elevate the things around you. Your offensive line isn't playing that well. It's not a deal breaker. Your defense isn't playing that well. It's not a deal breaker. We can still win 11 or 12 games with Russell Wilson, Pat Mahomes, Tom Brady, right? There's like six to eight, I don't know, maybe nine or ten. There's a gray area, but there's like, there's ten or fewer of these guys. Bin number two is you're developing a young, cheap, high upside guy like Cincinnati with Joe Burrow, Arizona with Kyler Murray, um, Mac Jones, rookie season here in New England. And you've get you've got like a four or five year period where the guy's not making that much money. You can build your roster and you can sort of test and see if you want to lock into a big contract. Then there's bin number three, which is the one that Keyshawn Johnson is longing for for the Vikings. That's the transition and flexibility bin. That's the Ryan Fitzpatrick, Case Keenum, you know, four years ago. That what Teddy Bridgewater is in that bin right now. It's the you can be competitive, probably not going to win a Super Bowl. But you can build a roster and you've got flexibility to move on to the next bin if you need to, right? Mm-hmm. The Vikings are in the fourth bin, and there's a handful of teams or more that are in the fourth bin, which is I don't think it's a bin that you – I don't think you can win a Super Bowl being in this bin. And we can talk about Blame and Kirk and all this stuff. I just – regardless of how the chips fall, I don't think you can win a Super Bowl being in bin four, which is being locked into an expensive, non-game-changing quarterback. Doesn't mean he's a bad quarterback. It just means that he's an expensive, pretty good, but not game-changing, elevating quarterback. Um, Teams get pressured into paying guys like Kirk Cousins a lot of money because they feel like, well, we need a franchise quarterback. But they have then dealt themselves essentially an impossible hand when it comes to actually winning a Super Bowl. What does this come back to, though? Because one... I will defend the Vikings to my death on signing Cousins in 2018. I think it was the right move. They took a shot. I'm never going to criticize you. When when you – we don't have the cachet in this town to, out, out of one side of our mouth, say everybody's cheap. Nobody wants to win. Nobody tries. Mm-hmm. Uh, teams don't sign guys. And then they sign Kirk, and we're like, well, that's a bad signing. Like, you got to pick your path. And I'm never going to fault a team for taking a shot. But the issue with Kirk was not the shot they took initially. It was the extension they gave him after that. Because keep in mind, this contract would be done by now. He would be playing for a different team. And and you would have accepted the fact that it didn't work, which is fine. Like, they took a three-year shot. It was actually made perfect sense. Um, but, but to go back to the marriage an- analogy, what's the problem there? The problem is some people settle and get married because they don't have the confidence in themselves to explore the dating market. And I'm telling you, Christian Ponder, and Teddy to a certain degree, but that's just flat-out bad luck, but Christian Ponder ruined Rick Spielman's confidence. And to this day, he doesn't have the confidence in himself. He literally... I So here's so remove Kirk's name, because I feel like th- this is... Go- going to get back yeah, into it's very hot button. Kirk. Yeah. So so remove Kirk's name. He's, can we he's, can we replace Kirk with can we can we just replace him with Jared Goff? Like can we just can we pick another quarterback in that bin? Quarterback X be, because the name doesn't matter, the philosophy does, okay? So what Rick did was Rick so so mom and dad are Spielman and Zim. And what Spielman said was, oh, my God, I, I, I whiffed on Ponder badly. Like, if I do that again, I could be fired. Teddy got hurt, and, like, Zim loved him, and now he's gone. Uh, Keenum, to your point, is a ticking time bomb. Okay, we got this guy on the market. These guys, by the way, never become free agents, and this guy has. Now, he has for a reason, but uh, we're going to sign him. And so they they do. That's a lack of confidence. So you got married because you met, met a girl who liked you, and you're like, oh, screw it. I'm just getting married to this one. I'm going to forget the dating scene because I don't like it or have confidence. Um, the other question, too, 
the other question too, and I feel like we need to remove Zim as, as well because this is a philosophical discussion of people. Yes. So, so like if, if we're talking about cousins and Zimmer, I think that's all that folks here. They're just like, oh, you you guys are yeah. ripping them again. So we're Zim, we're too we're too far down that path now. But your your effort know, is but, noble here. But I'm trying. But I'm trying <laughs> to paint this as a picture that that doesn't just go after two people. So the Zimmer component to me is this one. He sees he is a 1950s dad who goes to work, goes to the bar, comes home at night and yells at the kids. Exactly right. But you know what Kirk is? Kirk is the child who is a necessary evil or the wife who is a necessary evil. Mike Zimmer doesn't love quarterbacks. He never will. Again, he tries to stop them for a living. Like his goal is to stop them. He hates them for the most part. And so on on one hand, you've got the GM who very much, it's very clear to me, lost all confidence in identifying, let's all say it together, the most important position in sports. And on the other, you've got a coach that deems that position to be a necessary evil, which is why he ripped Keenum all of 2000. 17 when he could have been like this is an unbelievable story this is fantastic Mm -hmm. but he saw the downside coming which by the way was coming but you didn't need to point that out and if that had been a defensive player like if that had been random cornerback x having a great year mike never would have said that he would have been like this is great this is phenomenal so the so this is where the vikings find themselves right now and i feel like to focus on the names um creates too much of uh, well you guys are haters no Look at the situation, dissect it. And so some of what Keyshawn said is right. I'm just not going to say that the cousin's initial contract was a mistake because I defended it originally and I loved the idea. It just didn't work out. Yep. I love taking swings. And I think I think the if you're gonna criticize the contract, it's more the second contract that has his cap hit so high, you know, relative to the rest of the league this year, next year. Um, and in fairness to quarterback X, as <laughs> as you're calling him, um, and I, and actually let me let me compare two quarterbacks in the same bin, two guys who make franchise money, you know, thirty plus million dollars a year, but aren't guys who are going to carry the team, and and guys whose contracts now make it harder to build out great offensive lines and great defenses. Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff. The difference, and in, and in fairness to Cousins here, when Goff was with the Rams, the Rams had from top to bottom, from front office to coach to quarterback, even though Goff wasn't amazing, he wasn't Russell Wilson, he wasn't you know one of the, he just wasn't the most talented guy. He was talented enough to be number one overall, but you know he he lacked in certain areas. They were aligned in trying to do everything to make him as good as possible, so much so that they actually went to a Super Bowl with him. He was limited, and they went to a Super Bowl with him because they said, offensive guru head coach, he's going to spend a ton of time working with, texting with, watching film with the starting quarterback. We're going to go out. We're going to spend a little extra money on a Sammy Watkins. Like We're going to get that third wide receiver that's explosive. We're going to go get that Andrew Whitworth left tackle in free agency, right? Like We're going to go do things to make the quarterback comfortable and better. And Jared Goff was nowhere near being one of the top 10 quarterbacks talent-wise or any other thing when they went to the Super Bowl but they put everything around him and they and they committed to Jared Goff's success as a passer and that offense and they ran the ball I mean Todd Gurley was amazing before the injury the Vikings have done the opposite you know the Vikings have said all right we got we got a G, we got a GM that's kind of gun shy when it comes to evaluating quarterbacks so he's going to kind of sign you as a mercenary and just hope that you can figure it out but then he's going to put you with a head coach that really doesn't want to have anything to do with you. So much so that he literally didn't watch film with Kirk Cousins until two weeks ago for the first time. Two weeks ago. Yep. It's the first time in four seasons they've sat down and watched film together. Can you imagine if Jared Goff, and Jared Goff was you know, at a younger stage in his career when he was working with Sean McVay, um, ironically because Kirk Cousins also worked with Sean McVay as a young quarterback. Can you imagine if Sean McVay, for three or four years, was just like, hey, Jared, you're just going to have to kind of, you know, go figure it out. Just You got, you watch film. Let me know if you need anything. If they talk. If they talk <laughs> right. In your scenario, which might be they don't talk. Yes. And and the Vikings, when it comes down to it, all right, we've got some free agency money here. Uh, should we go get another defensive lineman and a third cornerback in free agency, or should we shore up left tackle? Okay, we can only keep so many guys. Should we say goodbye to our above-average left tackle? Or 
should we keep him maybe because he can help our quarterbacks? Like at every turn, the Vikings front office, coaching staff, their personnel moves, everything is almost working against Kirk Cousins. Yes. And, and and I will say, even if those things are working for Kirk Cousins, I don't personally believe that he has certain qualities and uh, intangibles needed to go where the Vikings ultimately need to go. Yep. But he's not getting the fair shake that other guys are getting around the league. Let me ask you this. If we, if we transplant Kirk today to San Francisco or the Rams, though, and that's who signs him, What's your thought process? Because I, I would say this personally, I think there's a blank canvas there. I think well, you, well they would they would lean into him more. They would than lean the Vikings. into him. They they would accept what he doesn't do well, but they wouldn't give him this sort of like weird free pass to be like, Well, you don't do that well, but we'll just try that with you. Like like Kirk Cousins might be a really nice car. But they don't take care of it. It gets no oil. It gets no nothing. And no, but I mean, it, so so eventually, it just starts to it sputters and sort of breaks down. And okay, it's still okay, but it's not great. But if if Kirk, I mean, Kirk did himself by being a mercenary. He did himself, I think, a massive disservice because he's a guy that needs somebody to work with. Like he is not he he doesn't have the the resume or wherewithal that some some guys do, and this is a very small list, but, I mean, Brady can go to Tampa Bay and have, like, five or six or seven or, or eight not great games, go into his head coach and say, okay, here's the deal. I'm going to coach the team now. It's my team now. I mean, because he did. They just switched their offense. He, yeah. he was like, screw this, because he's Tom Brady. But, you know, Kirk Cousins is being – I mean, think about this right now, you guys. There are NFL – offensive geniuses operating in this league i i mean flat out there are there are incredibly smart and and the game has changed and all of those things and the vikings and this is no indictment of the human being but the vikings have a 34 year old son of an og oc from yesteryear coaching kirk cousins yeah and a head coach that checks in once in a while yeah, and and he, you know, and I mean, Mike, Mike is going to do what Mike does, but but I mean, there's just so there's so many flaws behind the scenes here, um, and I don't think that you can put your offense on on autopilot and sort of ignore it and be like it'll fly itself, especially mm-hmm. with Kirk. I do think if Kirk had gone, if the timing had been right, and Kirk had gone and played for Shanahan with the Niners. I do think they could have been very successful. I really do. Yeah, and and that that was uh, that was definitely in the works. Like those conversations were happening. I think January, February, yep. leading into the league year, and you know, well, maybe maybe that'll still. I think they're going to ride the Trey Lance train for a few years. Oh, and see what they happens, will. But but case in point to watch Matthew Stafford. Yeah, only one game, but no. But I'm saying, but I'm saying the season intrigues me now. Um, and pe- people said, well, he, he had uh, he had Calvin Johnson. You guys are so – okay, he did have some really good players, and so is Kirk. But he's also had some buffoon coaches, yeah. right? And the coaches matter here. Like, you can't just be, be like, overcome the adversity of the fact the coach doesn't care or or is Matt Patricia, who's a complete Cal- joke. Didn't Calvin Johnson not mention the Lions in his Hall of Fame speech? Didn't he give like a 10 minute Hall of Fame speech and didn't mention the Lions? And and didn't he go in as blank? I don't think he, for the, you know, like I don't think he went in as a member. I don't think you go in as a member of a team in the NFL. You don't. You You just just go in. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Only Uh, in baseball do you choose the hat that you want to wear. But even like taking taking the Keyshawn conversation, the dating conversation with the Vikings and me being the eligible bachelor here, like, let me explain. I think like the timeline of what has happened here with like in relationships as it as it pertains to the Vikings and like their last three prominent starting quarterbacks, right? Like Teddy, Teddy was your first love. Like Teddy was supposed to be it. Like you were your high school sweethearts, you stayed together, everything was gonna be great. But then Teddy got into a coma. She, she and, got pancreatic cancer. Yeah. And Teddy basically entered a coma and you were like, I have to move on. And Teddy wants her me to car, move on. Wrapped her car around um, a tree. Yeah. It's a car accident for sure. It, it was mm. a mutual agreement of, so hey, sad. this isn't going to work. It sucks. We had a, a, an obstacle here. We're going to have to overcome it. And then Case, Case comes along, right? 
And Case is the greatest one-night stand you have ever had. And you're, you still talk about that one-night stand <laughs> years later. It was that good. It was that damn good that you still bring it up four years later after the fact. You were with someone else. You've been with someone, other people. But that one, that one night, you still talk about it. That was Case Keenum. You recommend Case to... Some of your other single yeah. friends, like, oh, you exactly. go, hey, Chase Denver, bounces, you got, yeah. Chase bounces from locker room <laughs> to locker room. What's going on? Um, and then with Kirk, hey Houston, I know you got a problem down yeah. there. Go check out Case uh, again. Seven five three zero nine. It's changed since last. You won't, me- you will not forget that night. Uh, and then Kirk, Kirk was this like arranged marriage through like this dating app. Not even a dating app because like dating apps are kind of iffy. Like it was like the highest tier of dating apps. They they met your they met your needs. You were looking for this person. Oh my God, Kirk Cousins is it. You've been waiting for this person your entire life. Here it is. He make he checks all your boxes. You've been waiting for a franchise quarterback. You've been waiting for accuracy, love. white teeth, <laughs> stability, like consistency. You know what you're getting out of this person, and then you realized, oh crap, this chemistry sucks. Yes, we are supposed to like each other, but guess what? We don't like each other, and it's a not a, it's not a good relationship. My family hates Kirk. Yes, my whole family. <laughs> my whole family hates Aaron Rodgers and o- Olivia Munn. The whole family hates Kirk. We wrote a eulogy for Uncle Bob, yeah. two thousand words, and Kirk wasn't mentioned. That's it was crazy. What, what Uncle Kyle. My God, so like, <laughs> dude, that's that's, uh, it. that's pretty spot on. It is it's pretty what spot it is. on. That's what it is. Yeah. Well, as bad as the Vikings have it from a quarterback standpoint, even when the Bears get it right, the Bears can't seem to get it right. When does the Matt Nagy thing end? Week three of, of year five? This guy, This guy's a fraud. There's nothing there. It just, it just, it, there's no development from anybody. <laughs> just a horrible, horrible situation. <laughs> Bears Matt line, courtesy of our friends on, I think, the score and ESPN 1000 in Chicago. Mm. That Andy is Dalton, brutal man. when that guy hits the pole. Oh yeah, my that's, God. that's painful. Yeah, I think that guy has had a, had a couple beers. Let's hear from Chris and Evans. <laughs> I don't want to hear anybody talk about Justin Fields and what he should have done and we need to start him because take away that one play that was picked off on the first drive, which, again, was a Matt Nagy classic. He called a timeout on an opening drive. He can't end a half with any timeouts. He called a timeout for a play that didn't work. And I don't know where Andy Dalton was going, but you take away that one play, what did Andy Dalton do wrong today? What did, what did he do? What, tell me, what do I do bad? <laughs> what did you do right exactly? Dude, that, it's funny. So a lot of Bears fans have the same complex as Vikings fans with Kirk. It's like, well, what, what's not his fault? What did he do wrong? He didn't throw any, you know, what did he do wrong? Well, how is he elevating your team? Is he helping you win a Super Bowl? Why are you, Poor Andy why are you mediocre? <laughs> he is literally playing out the string and trying to milk this for as many paychecks as he can possibly get. Poor guy. Uh, oh, Mike and Rockford has thoughts. Why is it that the, the Chicago Bears organization continues to give these guys the time to correct the mistakes they made? Ryan Pace single-handedly has destroyed the entire roster of this team. Granted, I'll give him some credit. He, he got a couple of picks in late rounds. He made some good picks in the later rounds. But he is constantly known, since he came to the Bears, to draft up constantly for first and second round picks and give draft capital away. This is the problem. We have no depth. Well, let me introduce you to Rick Spielman. Yeah. Who drafted 38 players over the last three years and also has depth problems. So it can go both ways. That's great. Bears vent line Uh, presented by Federated Mutual Insurance Company. If you're looking to protect your company, Maybe a little bit more risk management tools and resources and people that have been around the industry for a long time. Why don't you check out federatedinsurance.com. Find out how you can improve and help your bottom line through risk management, which a lot of companies and business owners don't really think as much about as they should. Federatedinsurance.com. And remember, at Federated, 
It's our business to protect yours. All right, we got to get to write that down and an accountability session. And I got to warn you guys on uh, on this and especially on Purple Daily, yeah. a lot of things have come off the board, yeah. a lot of shuffling. So be be ready for it. The Venture X Card from Capital One gives you more of what you love, like premium travel benefits and access to Taylor Swift tickets. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and ten times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. Plus, get access to Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, presented by Capital One. Maybe I'll see you there. The Venture X Card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Very exciting. Uh, yeah, most sports talking heads make predictions, then hope you forget about how wrong they were. But not Mackie and Judd. Write this down. This is the big leagues, where we own our terrible predictions. Write that down. And keep track of each other's batting averages. It's Write That Down. Write it down. You like writing things down. With Mackie and Judd. That's right. Welcome into the most innovative, cutting-edge segment in sports talk where we hold each other accountable every single week for the predictions that we make. And we take new swings. We bring guest listener predictors into the show. This is Write That Down. Mackie Judd, executive producer, Declan Goff. And Judd Zolgad has been very Ted Williams-like, very Tony Gwynn-like. I'm trying to think of a more modern hitter that flirts with 400. That really doesn't exist anymore. I was going to say, I don't think it happens anymore. When's the last time we even had like a flirtation with 400? Probably Tony Gwynn 20 years ago. Oh, you know, and now Judd Zolgad and write that down. You know, in 09, Maurer was like 390 in June. Yeah, Maurer was. That that might have been legitimately the last like 400 flirter hitter. Yeah. You drink wine cool as Maurer. Wine cool as Maurer, you sock. Uh, so, um, yeah, this is Write That Down, presented in part by PXG Minneapolis. Fall golf season oh, is the chef's kiss. <laughs> I have tea time Such Saturday and Sunday because the Vikings don't play until oh, 3.30. I'm all in, baby. Oh, yeah, I'm dude. ready to rock. A little morning morning golf. If you're looking for some of the best clubs, some of the best apparel, one of the hottest brands on the market, PXG Minneapolis in Southdale Center, it's a golfer's paradise. Just step foot, and it'll just be like, oh. In fact, when you walk in, It'll just be like, so check them out, PXG Minneapolis, Southdale Center, and pxg.com slash Minneapolis. We'll get to guest listener predictor Drew here in a moment, Uh, but here's how Write That Down works. Three predictions from everybody each week. They must be quantifiable. We keep track of batting averages and home runs, and listeners, if you guys want to participate, send us a message, and if you could send it specifically to Declan, he is the organizer of scheduling these things. Um, you can send us a message through the feedback link in the Score North app, which is free to download. It's a central hub for everything we do on Score North, Purple Daily, Mackie and Judd, video, podcast, Judd's written work, and also alerts when breaking Minnesota sports news hits. So are you guys ready uh, to yeah, be held I think accountable? So. Yeah, I want to see this. That's a bloodbath, okay. I think. Or do I? We'll start with Zud Jolgad. You had a few things come off the board. You said Kellen Mond will this, – this one might need a ruling, actually. You said Kellen Mond will not be second on the Vikings' depth chart to open the regular season. So I, I'm giving this to you. He was second on the depth chart all the way up until activations. Right. And then – He was third. Technically, he was third on game day behind Mannion, Yeah, this right? counts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Buzzer just want to make sure that – Or close to it, but yeah, it counts. Yeah. I just want to make sure that, they, that the processes are all right here. Uh, you said the Twins and the White Sox will have at least one bench-clearing That's incident old. in 2021. What, I honestly thought stupidly that this was going to be a race. Yeah. Well, they, I, I also didn't know that they were done playing the White Sox on August 11th. Otherwise, I would have cut this one off the board earlier. I just haven't watched a Twins game since the trade deadline. 
That's yeah, not entirely Mariners true. Fan now. Mariners cracking. I can't get fan. the Mar- I can't get Mariners game. If you even if I wanted They're to jump story. to the Mariners, I can't watch Mariners games locally <laughs> unless I have a local cable package. We ripped Major them. League Baseball doesn't make their games available. We so. ripped them on opening day at Target Field. The Mariners. All of us did. That lineup, we literally said this is yeah, gonna be such I a crap lineup. And look at look at us now. Look at us now. Yeah. Great evaluators yeah, of baseball talent. Mackie Judd Declan. Yeah. Uh, Adrian Peterson will be on an NFL roster when the 2021 season begins. Idiot. Stupid. He's nowhere to be found. Like there's, I think he's probably done at this point. When did I say that? And then five years ago, five, this is one of the oldest predictions on the board. Judd said this in 2016. Larry Brown, baby. He said the kickoff will be out of college football by the 2021 season. That's right. You think you think you get away with one from five years ago? No, mm-hmm. no, no. I never thought that. Never thought that. Can't sneak one by the right that down. Dude. All right, a little bit of a bloodbath oh, here. For... Hey, who's got my sun? Stella, <laughs> give me my sunglasses. <laughs> a little bit of a bloodbath here for old Macadac. Uh, I said Daniil Hunter will tally a strip sack against the Bengals in Week One. <laughs> this one really hurts. I gave you a parlay. I said before Week One. Brian O'Neill will agree to a contract oh. extension that slots him behind Ryan Ramchick. Oh, no. And Braden Smith. Oh, God. Why did I add Braden Smith? Could have had this one. He was slotted in right behind Ramchick as the second highest paid right tackle. I said the Gophers would cover the 13 and a half. I think they lost by 14 or something. So that was another rough one. And then I said Josh Donaldson will get hit by a pitch or thrown behind him or above his head by the White Sox at some point this year. We, we made those predictions. Like it must have been very close. <laughs> so that one's wrong. All right, listeners, also kind of a bloodbath here. Wade said the first passing play of the regular season against the Vikings will result in a Daniil Hunter sack. I had that. that on Purple but. Daily. Mm. <clears throat> Jacob said the Twins will make the playoffs and reach the ALCS this year. Sorry, Jacob. And Alex said the Twins will win the division, have the best record in the American League, and not only play in the World Series, but specifically they will play the Padres. The Padres have completely fallen apart. But they're still going to make the playoffs, aren't they? Yo, they might. They might not. They're, they're, they Don't they have, have the come, third best record in the National League, but they they're just in a ridiculous unglued. division? Um, the, car, the, the two, the two wildcard teams right now are the Dodgers. And after last night, the Cardinals okay. and the and the Reds are next, and then I think the, the Padres. But the Padres have been a dumpster fire. Hmm. Tingler might get fired there as the manager. I saw was it Kenny Rosenthal? Somebody wrote an article in the Athletic. I just saw the headline. Everyone laughed at the Cardinals for trading for John Lester and Jay Happ, and I'm assuming those guys must be pitching lights out for the Cardinals. Jay Happ has been imagine nice that classic. Imagine that. Yeah, imagine that you escape Minnesota and uh, good things happen to you. All right, Declan had a couple things. You this had a is just time, a bloodbath. Primetime yeah. NFL parlay. Oh my I'm, God. I'm, I'm glad this one didn't come down to semantics. You said the Bucks would beat the Saints. They yeah. don't even play each other. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> but then you said the Rams will beat the Bears and the Ravens would beat the Raiders. So I'm just I'm glad that the Ravens lost so that we didn't have to deal with the uh, like the mismatch of Bucks and Saints. To there. be clear, I would not if he had got that right. I don't care about the opponent. So, like, to be clear, yeah, I would have given be, Declan the point. I agree, but it's, you know, he said the Bucks would beat the Saints specifically, They and they would not have beat the Saints. They I'm for nailing people team. on things that are, are, are slightly off that actually are important. This one, to me, was, was just and, a mistake. And typically I care about myself oh. and my predictions uh, in all of aspects of life, uh, but when the Raiders beat the Ravens, I was actually just so into that football game, that I didn't even so care fun. that it came off. I was like, that's fine. Great game, too. That's fine. Did you guys see that the Eli Great. Payton megacast did not do very well in the TV ratings? My guess is it just wasn't it wasn't widely known enough that that was happening. They should, they should legitimately consider... They, this would probably be a huge problem for sponsors and ratings and stuff, but like they should make that the featured ESPN version of the broadcast oh. at some point. Maybe not right away, but like maybe in a year or something. It was excellent. It, Chris Long and I were just going back and forth. Chris Long from That's Channel fantastic. Five. That like you had. Think about the last like thirty minutes of real time in a back and forth game, and you had probably what's going to be three Hall of Fame quarterbacks because I, I think Eli gets in. 
breaking down end game strategy, criticizing the coaches, and making fun of each other and laughing. Like, what more Russell, would you want? And Russell Wilson coming off the top rope. Yes. Which is an active player ripping the Raiders was fantastic. Yes. All right, and that brings us to, yeah, we got Dex's, uh, oh, uh, the last one here. You said Tanner Morgan will throw for at he least was, two touchdowns and 220, and the Gophers will be. He was 95% of the way there after the first half, and then he had zero touch, yep. zero passing yards in the next two quarters for Gophers. But we sakes. don't care because we were enjoying Surly's in the suites <laughs> yeah. with our listeners. So Judd's still sitting at 400, down to 400, but still Barely. sitting at 400, leading the league here, five home runs. Declan, 343 with two home runs. I'm at 341 with two home runs. Listeners at 296 with a league-leading six home runs. Judd up to 180 career hits, which leads the league since we started uh, really officially keeping track of all-time stats in 2018. Listeners have 15 home runs in their careers. So let's do it. Let's get to Drew, our guest listener predictor here. Unwrite that down. It's a return trip. To the write that down playing field for Drew. What is your? What did you learn the first time, and what is your strategy here on this you know, episode? The first time I was just a little bit too specific, but you guys have taught me a lot, and so I think I'm gonna try to be Joey Burrow and deliver a couple of 10, 12 yard strikes down the field. Get that average. Okay. Good for you, bit. Drew. I'm still learning, okay. by the way. So, so it, it's a long game. It's a very <laughs> we all long are, game. man. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> So we're going to go around the room three times. We'll start with Drew, over to Judd, Declan, and then back to me, Phil. And uh, you just have, to, just have to make sure that we're quantifying our predictions. Otherwise, there really are no major rules. Write this down. All right, Drew, lead us off. All right. So I think we'd all agree that sometimes Kirk locks on to his first read. And he's kind of focused on where Adam Thielen is. So write this down. Adam Thielen will average more targets per game than Justin Jefferson over the 2021 season. Okay. Yeah. I think it's a shame if that happens, but that's what I think is going to go down. I think K.J. Osborne might get more targets than Justin Jefferson at this rate. <laughs> Seems like there's been a trust. Write it down. You there. like writing things down. All right, Judd. Future Buffalo Bill, Justin Jefferson. Um, wow. Write this down. Garrett Bradbury will be benched at some point this season. So we've been talking about this. I'm just going to flat out call it. And Mason Cole probably should not be playing, but too oh. bad. Garrett Bradbury will be will be benched at some point this season. Is it possible for Mason Cole to be a worse pass protecting center than Garrett Bradbury? Because I don't. Well, I, don't I just so. I just don't think this works anymore. I'm tired of this. Yeah. Write this down. Dex. All right, my first prediction. Kirill Kaprizov will reportedly sign his contract before the Vikings win their first game. Okay. <laughs> and I, I, I'm putting okay. the reportedly in what there. I don't want to get burned that the official contract doesn't come down before the Vikings win their yeah. first game. So Kirill will sign that contract before the Vikings win their first game. Okay. Down for that. I'm going I'm to parlay two different sports. But yeah. Write that down. Write this down. All right. So there are some Vegas sports books that have PJ Fleck as either the odds on or second best favorite to take the USC job. Yeah. There's also some James Franklin reports out there jumping from Penn State, although that would be a huge. I think I think he's one of the highest paid coaches. He's like one of the five or six highest paid coaches now at Penn State. So USC would probably have to make him like Nick Saban uh, type money. But here's my prediction: PJ Fleck will not be the next head coach at USC. I had Let's calm down here. I also had that Beat you to down. it. Yeah, I know. I probably he I knew I should have led be, with that. He wouldn't have to change his wardrobe much. The right. colors are all going to be pretty pretty similar, USC and Gophers, but he will not Write be the next head coach at USC. I think they would have to whiff on like five or six other guys. There's going to be Eric Bieniemy's name has been floated out there. Right. So don't worry, Gophers fans. Okay, back to Drew. All right, a uh, little Ben Simmons prediction. Uh, it's kind of a parlay here. I think that Ben Simmons will play a game for the 76ers this season, but he'll be just He'll be traded before December 1st. Okay. Okay. Jimmy I wonder Butler if he'll go like Aaron Rodgers and try and sabotage things on his way out. <laughs> I don't maybe, know if he Maybe he'll miss, miss some free, free throws. throws in the fourth quarter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did a good job in the playoffs. What do you mean? <laughs> All right, Judd, your second prediction. So I didn't write this down after seeing it in training camp, and I regret it because it already came true on Sunday. So I'm going to take my next write that down and actually improve upon it and say Justin Jefferson will throw at least one touchdown pass this season. 
I saw him throw the ball in training camp after practice, and he's got a good arm, and he actually completed a pass to K.J. Osborne on Sunday. I should have had that as a write that down, but I did not. So now I'm going to say he will throw at least one touchdown pass okay. this season. All right. Yeah, you've been on it. You kind of called that. Write that down. Nice arm. I like his arm. Dex. Uh, my second prediction, football one as well. Both Taylor Heineke and Teddy Bridgewater will lead their teams, the Redskins and Broncos, to wins this week. A couple former Vikings quarterbacks. So both Taylor Heineke and Teddy Bridgewater will lead their teams to wins this week. Redskins play Thursday night football uh, against the Giants. The Broncos, I believe, have the Jags. I forget who the Broncos have, but both of them will get wins this week. A lot of chatter about Washington's quarterback situation and Ron Rivera being the head coach. Cam Newton was his quarterback for like eight or nine years oh. in Carolina. Oh, yeah. and, and But the chatter being... Why has there not been chatter? Like, if Cam can't get a job now that Washington's situation is decimated with his former head coach of eight or nine years, then, like, who, who would give him a job? Interesting. This we'll see. We'll see. All right. CFL, perhaps? Nah. The XFL's coming back. Yeah. The Rock Dwayne Johnson. Are they coming back? I think it's coming back coming in back still? 2022. Okay. Pretty sure. XFL. I like that. Okay. Peterson, Cam Newton. That's what I was just All right. Say. Write this down. The Gophers, I'm, I need to swing for some home runs here, okay? I only mm-hmm. have two on the season. I just I feel like my, my power stroke has not been there this year. The Gophers and the Vikings will both pull upsets this weekend. Write it down. They're both underdogs. The Gophers, go, they're both going on the road. Um, I, I, have, I think the Vikings are two and a half, three points or somewhere in there. Maybe three point underdogs and the Gophers are like four. two and a half. It's right around the same. Is it four? I thought they were, they were four originally after Sunday. That might have changed absolutely okay. sense, but yeah. So, uh, and by the way, 92% of the money is on the Cardinals for this game, according to Action Network, mm. which is incredible. Mm. So, but, but fear not, the Gophers and the Vikings will both pull upsets this weekend. Okay. Going for the home run. Write that down. All right. Back to Drew. Your final prediction. Phil, I love you, but I couldn't disagree more with the last prediction. So I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go against you here. I just feel like you know, sometimes you look at an opponent's defense and you say, "Oh, this is gonna be a tough game for Kirk and the O line." I think that's gonna happen. So two part parlay: one, Kirk is gonna fumble the ball at least once, and two, the Vikings lose by at least a touchdown. All right. Yep, here for that one. That's okay. I can uh, I can take it. Write that down. All right, so Drew, uh, you've got this platform here. It's a life changing moment for you, clearly, right now. Is there anyone in your life you would like to thank that brought you to this point on Mackie and Judd? Yeah, I'd like to thank my brothers Alex and TJ. They helped me polish these predictions off. They're kind of my uh, they're my swing coaches, so to speak. And uh, <laughs> last and, and most importantly, Surly Brewing for getting me through the Vikings this season. I'm just really psyched that uh, I can enjoy some Furious while the Vikings melt down. Yeah, going to need more of that. People are doing Definitely my job for me. This is awesome. <laughs> I can just it's Drew here, here for Surly Brewing Company. Yeah, yeah Drew, you want to the <laughs> Awesome, man. Yeah. Well, Drew, thanks for coming on. Appreciate you being a, a loyal listener of the show. We'll get you on again. All right. Hey, thanks, guys. Cheers. All right, that's listener Drew making his predictions. Write that down. Taking some cuts. Write this down. Got his swing coaches. Got his hitting coaches helping him out. Got his endorsements all lined up. I like Drew. That's hilarious. All right, Judd. Okay, I've got a PJ Fleck. Write that down. Um, There will be we. There will be a credible report that PJ Fleck has interviewed with USC officials about the head coaching job. Wow. So it's going. So they will at least talk to him. I don't know he's going to get the job, but I think they will at least talk to him. So we'll get a credible report that he has interviewed, talked to USC officials. How would that timeline play out? Because I feel like it's hard to be super public about it until after the regular season, right? Logistically, like mm-hmm. they get a buy mm-hmm. at some point. But mm-hmm. I almost feel like USC did this as a way of saying for the next two months, hey, we're open for business, Yep. back channel as you need, and then we can yep. have a more official conversations around like Thanksgiving time. Yes, exactly. Right? exactly. That's probably what's happening. All right, Declan, your third and final. Write this down. Uh, a little bit of a of a bunt single here, but man, whatever. Uh, Christian Derrissaw and Anthony Barr will remain inactive in week two. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, Derrissaw for sure, right? Derrissaw, he's for barely sure, practicing. Zimmer's talking today, and it it, it said uh, uh, he was asked about Anthony Barr's status, and he was like, "He's feeling better than he did yesterday." That was his quote. <laughs> so, 
Okay, that's good. But I'm going to say I'll loop them both together too because <laughs> I think it'd be too much of a of a Judd Zolgad bunt special if I did uh, just Anthony Barr one of them. Hey, so I'm going to do both of them. Don't come at me. You take responsibility for your own bunt. And I am. I am. I will take responsibility for my bunts. It, we'll, we'll, we'll allow it. There's definitely, oh, yeah, there's definitely it. A, a bunting quality to that. Write this prediction. down. Yeah. I'm going the other way here, all right? I'm going to one-up <laughs> one of Judd's predictions from earlier in the session. So you said Bradbury's going to get benched this You're season. Hall of Fame. He's <laughs> going to Canton. Yeah, yes, doing. I'm saying I'm buying low on Garrett Bradbury. No, I'm saying write this down. Not only will Bradbury be benched this season, he will be benched before the bye. And that could either mean in-game or it could mean okay. like yep. he will be replaced for non-injury reasons. Yes. Yeah, bench does not mean... Bench means if he is sent to the bench for performance purposes at any point during a game, to be clear, yep. or to start, so like, or to or to start or, a new game, or to start right. But but if he gets if he gets taken out at halftime, that counts as benched. Yep. So there it is. Those are your write that down. Write this down. Predictions. Write that down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. Then. The most uh, the most high wire segment in sports talk where we. Openly admit how incorrect we are. When are you guys going to admit that you were wrong? Hey, Mackie. Hey, Zolgad. Why don't you admit you were wrong? Uh, Well, that's what you get every Wednesday here. And I can assure you that the accountability session is going to be even more (laughs) meaty on Purple Daily today. Good. Where we do football predictions. So. Um, Reckless Speculation Thursday, tomorrow on Mackie and Judd with our guy Darren Doogie Wolfson. Inside information about your favorite local sports teams. But uh, to wrap on today's episode, see you guys. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The College Football Playoff Committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the College Football Playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.